Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. That's right, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Work Hard, Play Hard. <laughs> you can't tell I just got back from the beach. Well, Kimberly Surfing USA Murgatroyd, how are you on this lovely Friday wink wink afternoon? Well, let me just say this. I watched a surfer be born today. Who was that? Was it Brian Wilson? No, it was you. It was you. We, for the first time, got to go out and hang on the beach and watch Rob do his surf lesson, and it was phenomenal. Sophia, come here for a second. Come here. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Okay. Can you tell me, we're talking about daddy surfing. Can you talk about how cool it was to watch daddy surf? Awesome. What do you tell me? What you loved the most about it? Why was it interesting to you? Because Daddy's burning, and I didn't see the first try, but I bet it was awesome. Oh, thank you, honey. We're it was. Going to, we're going to Chris and Willie's. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we we are, but but listen. Here's here's the question that I want to ask you. When you saw me out there today for the first time, and you saw me get up on that surfboard, what was the first thing you thought of? Daddy, we're going to do this so awesomely. You really? Okay, yeah. good, good. It was uh, it was really, really great. Well, Did it make you proud of Daddy to see him do that? Awesome. Awesome. What's the word of the day? Uh, Daddy day. Daddy day. I was thinking awesome, but you're awesome, Sophia. Can Mommy and Daddy do this real quick? And then you can, can I do just it? watch? Yeah, you can watch. Okay. Hang on for a second. Okay, so here is what was so great in my perspective. 
Now, I have watched and been a part of this life for, I don't know, what do do we decide, Rob? 16 years that we're going on together? I believe, yeah. And I have watched you get excited and amped up about moving to California for 16 years. Long time. And talking about all the things you were going to do when you got here for 16 years. Mm -hmm. Now, if we back it up 16 years, you were 36 talking about surfing. God, that's crazy. But now you're 53 actually doing the surfing. And so to me, you could have easily moved out here and said, F it. I'm not doing it. My back hurts. My knee hurts. I'm too old. I, I I have all the excuses. I'll just watch the surfers. But you you don't do that. And that's not normal. Okay. Most people make excuses and give in. And today, what I want to share with people is not just how excited we are about you surfing, but how and maybe some tactical skills, maybe some inspiration, maybe some advice on how they cannot give up on their dreams and go all in even against the odds. Well, I think in I think in every circumstance you have to have a deep-seated drive and emotion to want to accomplish what it is that you're doing. So if you are passionate about it, you know, if the uh, if the spirit is willing but perhaps the flesh is weak as an example or the flesh is aging or the flesh is aging, then you can, you know, you can go through a process to try and, you know, mitigate the downsides of it. And so because I was super passionate about doing the surfing, I've always wanted to do the surfing, but I, you know, look, I'm 53 years old and it's a little tough to teach an old dog new tricks. There's no question about that. And there's also some physical limitations, but what I decided I was going to do was I was going to put my trust in um, somebody who understood the stage of life that I was in. And so I reached out to somebody who was much older than me. Uh, the guy who's teaching me is almost 70 years old. He was an LA lifeguard for years, just an all around super cool guy, but he understands my situation. So like, for example, you'll notice before we surfed, there was a half hour stretching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so we went down. To, so let's, let's go through this, right? So we pack up all your stuff. We go down to the beach and you and Kip, Kip is the name of the uh, surf instructor. And uh, wasn't he on Baywatch? He did 30 episodes. He was a stunt double. <laughs> That's amazing. And he's such a, he's exactly what you want. And I, I would love for you to- Yes, do a, somebody to rescue me. Well, there's that. <laughs> but no, like just as a person teaching you in, in California, like he is a spiritually minded, universal, just soul that mm-hmm. is so beautiful and so kind, and he takes his time with you. And like, if you just went and got some random person to teach you how to surf, it would not be the same experience. And meeting him today was so, so, it it couldn't be more perfect. And yes, he's like in the lifeguard hall of fame. So that does, makes me feel really good about the fact that if, you know, my husband did drown (laughs) or work out. But what, what do you think the biggest thing that you have had to overcome in learning to surf? What's the biggest thing you've had to overcome? Other than everything, there are so many things that I had to figure out to be able to do this. For example, 
you know, I've spent the better part of my life lifting heavy weights, slow reps for since I was 14 years old. And that has put a lot of muscle, a lot of big, you know, big shoulders. And, you know, my body is sort of built to throw heavy shit around, you know, for short distances. But being, you know, being out there on a surfboard is not something that was, it didn't come naturally to me physically. So I knew that I had to change it. So I was battling two things. One was the fitness program I was on, and two is some physical limitations as a result of that kind of training. You know, I don't have flexibility. I've got a lot of trigger points, for lack of a better word, a lot of adhesions, which are, you know, causing me to be super fixated, let's say, you know, not flexible. And so, you know, when I first go out there and he's like, well, lie in your belly and pop up, I'm like, pop up. It's, it's taken me nine, you know, <laughs> nine positions to go from a, a lying on my belly to a standing. Like there's no popping. Nobody's popping. What the only you... thing popping is your joints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, what are you talking about? So that then led me to basically building building out a physical therapy studio in our house. I mean, I've got every contraption under the sun and I get up at five in the morning and I spend probably nine, 90 minutes just with a lacrosse ball on, on my trigger points. And okay, just- but hold on, pause there for a second because you're not doing all of that just to surf. You were telling me the other day, you know, I was giving you a hard time about how you always have the next ailment and how you, you're going all in on that. What... What is the motivation behind that? Why don't you share okay, that? Okay, so the so the the larger motivation is that I when I look and see people who are ten to twenty years my senior, I see them hunched over um, with an inability. Not everybody, obviously, but hunched over with an inability to do daily activities in a way that is not restrictive for them. In other words, getting getting in the car, getting out of the car is like a, uh, you know, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little of that, right? And so I know that when I'm getting the beginning signs of low back pain or shoulder pain or, you know, not being able to stand for long periods of time without my muscles tightening up, all of those things, those are signals that my body is giving me that, Either I work through them and figure out a work a way to work through them, or I'm going to be one of these guys that is going to have to start to say no because I don't have a choice. So I don't want to be 70 years old and decide that, you know, I want to go whitewater rafting and I go, well, physically, I just, I can't do it anymore. Like I just hit that point. And there's going to come a point, you know, like Kip is almost 70 years old and we were asking about, he was, he was big wave surfing 20, 20 foot waves last year. And he knew that that was his last year. He knew that like, yeah, you know, he said I'm all- he wanted to do it one more time, but then he's smart enough to go. I think that's my last one. But he was able to do it until he was 70. Almost you know what 70. I mean? Almost yeah, 70. 67. 67. So his ability to be able to do that. And so what I'm looking for is I'm really, really learning to listen to my body and say, okay, well, where where am I feeling pain, restriction, lack of mobility, and what can I do to fix it? And I will tell you that if you are willing the resources that are available to you to help you with that on YouTube or- you What know, are some of your favorites? So if someone's listening right now and they're like, we've talked about this before, becoming a kiss, kick-ass hundred-year-old, right? Yeah. So if that's still the goal, you're 53, so you're halfway there. Mm-hmm. And you want to be surfing into your 70s. You want to be, you know- mobile and cat-like <laughs> to be able to get up. Like I to think about Kip at almost 70 popping up on a surfboard, 
at at almost 70 and you know he's going to be doing that until the very last breath you know and he'll be able to do it till the very last breath that is truly living out the becoming a kickass 100 year old so you know what are some good places and resources people can go to kind of shift that mindset from the gorilla in the gym throwing weights around to the kick-ass 100-year-old? There's two. One is called uh, Foundation Training, and that is by uh, a guy named Dr. Goodman. The second one is a resource, a resource, not a resource, by a guy named Naudi Aguilera, and he has a company called Functional Patterns. I tell you, once I started to do that and I started realizing how much more mobility it gave me, it became very addictive because you become addicted to feeling good and you don't realize that, you know, when you're not doing these things and you're stiff, you're just kind of like, you know, you're feeling tight and, and not great. So once I believe that there is a way that I can get myself to feel better, like why not feel good? You know, there's the other component too that I've noticed for you, which is food. So you are a self-proclaimed vegetable hater and mm-hmm. they're not your jam. Mm-hmm. But a couple of weeks ago, you came to me and you're like, I need to eat more vegetables at lunch. Like I make a meet them at dinner, but I need to eat more vegetables at lunch. Can you go get me all of this? And I can make salads or can you make jar salads? And I was really proud of you for that because that's not typically your wheelhouse. And you're finding, here's what's going to be the irony of the whole thing. Right now, you're committed to becoming lighter and more compact and quicker and more mobile for life, for bike riding, for surfing, for daily physical activity, right? Mm -hmm. Not for abs. No. But you're eating so much cleaner, Mm -hmm. so much healthier, so, so much more intuitive than when you were trying to get abs. And the irony of the whole thing is, you have abs from your entire stomach, your whole front. In fact, Sophia the other day at the beach went, Daddy, what is this big lump thing right here? (laughs) And you know, remember that, Sophia? When Daddy had the lumps on his tummy? Yeah, but that was weird. I just had to say it. I know, it looked weird, right? But it's <laughs> those are called abs. <laughs> and apparently she hasn't seen them in five years. Because yeah, me neither. It was her first time. But, but it's not because you're trying to get them is my point. So people are always chasing the physical appearance. But if they actually chased feeling good and feeling better and feeling healthy and feeling mobile and agile and all of those things, then you'll get to live to be the kick-ass hundred-year-old, right? Yeah, and also I think systems are really important too. You know, I'm a systems guy. Some people don't- Are you? S- some people don't work well with systems. Some people do operate systems. Do you know anyone systems. that doesn't work well with systems? If you're- if Are you you're, pointing fingers right now? If you're somebody that does work well with systems, this will make sense to you. So, you know, I've got, I've got eating down to a science. You know, at eight o'clock, I have this meal. At 10 o'clock, well, I have let's this go meal. Through it. Okay, so um, eight o'clock, you make me an omelet. Uh-huh. At 10 o'clock, you make me overnight oats. At um, and Hold on a second. Let's go a little deeper. So in the omelet, I put a ton of veggies, some goat cheese, something like that. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends, I make you protein waffles. Okay, so that's breakfast. Yep. And overnight I, oats. I do that around 10 or 11. And what do you put into that? A scoop of- The, pro- plant, the plant-based protein mm-hmm. and oats, obviously, hence yeah. the title. Yeah. Almond milk, yeah. apples, a little cinnamon, and I use monk fruit as a sweetener. Yep. Right? Yep. So then we have that. And then what? 
And then at uh, 12 o'clock, um, I do lunch. And that's where it was getting tricky for me. I did not know what to do for lunch. And I was- <laughs> Because your wife quit making you Because lunch. she wasn't making lunch. And so I defaulted to it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make a big ass salad. Let me, let me do a big, like, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that really, really likes greens, but let me do a big ass salad. So there's something about, for me, I, it's, it's a little weird thing, but the way that I'm able to get myself to do this is by doing three things. The first thing is having a big bowl. You love the big bowl. A big bowl for me, I feel, I don't know why. You feel like a man eating a salad. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm it's eating. It's not a side salad. No, it, it, exactly. So I've got the big bowl and then inside of the big bowl, I'll put some fruit like peaches or apples. Whatever's in season. Mm-hmm, that helped me. Uh, and uh, I like walnuts. crunchy. So throwing some almonds in there. and then Or walnuts. Or walnuts. Anything else that's in there. I really don't care. I'll eat it because I have the fruit and the nuts that and the bowl. So you basically want to eat trail mix, but you're throwing some lettuce around it. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Now, because I'm a creature of habit, you know, doing it consistently um, at noon, it's it's not only that it gets boring. It's that I just, I need to know what I'm going to do. So like, I, I know that, you know, what, if I'm doing a coaching call with somebody, when that coaching call is over and the next one starts in five minutes, I don't have to think about the food. I walk three, feet, go to the refrigerator, pull the overnight oats out, eat it, mm-hmm. you know? And before I go work out, I, I do the salad. So that that's that's that. And then, So you do the salad, then you go work out, then and I you go, do a pre-workout, and then you do your workout. And you're working out now. This is interesting. You were forced out of the gym mm-hmm. with this whole situation. So it forced you to find more functional ways to train, which actually is helping you yeah. in your game called surfing. Well, this is an interesting, this is a really interesting thing. So because of this whole COVID thing, you know, everything's always working out for us. Like that's our motto, right? Our, everything's our always new, working out for us. Yeah, our new motto is everything's always working out for us. So, you know, now I get on, uh, at noon, I get on my bicycle. I go down to the beach. There's a grassy area that's you know maybe ten to fifteen feet prior to the the strand, the boardwalk area, and uh, it's like my spot. And I go down there. I put a towel down, and I go through. Um, I use uh, there's a guy uh, Athlean A T H L E A N Athlean he has a matrix M A T R I X um, pre workout and it's basically just movements that there's a series of ten movements that are just designed to move your body and get it hot before you work out so I'll do that for ten minutes and then um, I'll go onto the beach and I'll get a volleyball post one of the wooden posts that are in there and I'll take. Uh, TB12, we did a, with, with the Work Hard, Play Hard experience, we were out in Boston and uh, Tom Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero, taught us why pliability is so important in training and lifting a bunch of weights is really not a good solution for you long-term in terms of uh, your muscle uh, pliability. So there's an app and the app takes you through um, a full workout and I will do the app on the beach with bands. Uh, in fact, I just had to get another set of bands uh, because some of them require two sets of bands. But I do a full banded workout, and then I uh, I do a ten minute meditation uh, using the. I have three of them. I have calm, headspace, and waking up uh, because I like to switch it up for ten minutes, and then I do Wim Hof's breathing uh, for ten minutes, and then I come home and then I do a shake. 
and then you do your post-workout repair to help with like recovery. Yeah. And then we have dinner, healthy balanced dinner. So the reason that I'm putting energy into that is because what you're doing right now with becoming, you know, the world's best surfer is going to be multifaceted, you know, what you put in your body, how you um, calm your brain. Like I love that Kip goes out there with you and does meditation before you get into the water. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's literally mind, body, and of course, fixing the ailments along the way. And this, I believe, is going to help you become a great surfer and it's going to give you more energy as you're going into your 50, later 50s, 60s, 70s to be that kick-ass 100-year-old that we all need you to be. Now, I do have one question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Knowing what you know now with how your body is moving, how throwing the weights around wasn't serving you, how right now you look leaner than you have in a really long time. Yeah, I don't think I'll go back. I know what you're asking me. I, I, I don't. I don't think I'll go back. And, and, go back where? To the gym. I know what you're asking me. Yeah. I don't think I'll go back. And I have. We, you, and I haven't had this conversation. I don't think I'll go back. And, and I'm going to reserve right now. I'm holding on to my my binky right now. I don't want to <laughs> let my security blanket go because number one, the reason why we came to California. And the reason why we wanted to be in this environment is so that we can use it. And what Kip said to us today was, he said, you guys are really, you know, you're embracing the California lifestyle, right? Like, like we're not messing around. We're with- not the people that move to California and say, oh, yeah, we don't, we never go to the beach. No. That boggles my mind. It's crazy. Like we were at the beach last night. We're at the beach this morning. Yeah. Like we're literally, I am at the beach. Our house is now basically sand. It's basically sand. <laughs> I mean, I am like, you know, every time, every time I walk into the shower, I, I'm trying to get like, you know, sand out of like crevices in my body. Like it's, it's everywhere. That was descriptive. Sorry. And stepping into this lifestyle has been so just for me, I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think that, you know, like I'm turning black from being in the sun and I'm putting 70 sunblock on. That's how much I'm doing it. But there's, for me, there's, I'm trying to find things in my life that feel good. Mm-hmm. Like I want to do things that feel good. Isn't that a lesson that everybody can take right now? If we just did more things we loved and less things we didn't or felt obligated to do, we would have a better life. Yeah. There's a difference between I got to go to the gym and get my workout in. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of, that's how I was. It wasn't, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but it was, I need to do this. This going to the beach to be able to train there is I get to go to the beach. I get to be on the sand. I get to be in the sun. Um, that made a difference. So here's here's what I would say. Wherever you are in your life and whatever it is that you want to do, just keep your eye on that prize. I don't care what it is, whether it's, you know, I want to live in Europe, I want to live in California, I want to have this job or I want to have that job. Keep your eye on the prize and know know that there are going to be never ending roadblocks and contradictions in like, I went this way and what, you know, I'm trying to get rid of this pain, but I still have it. Or I keep doing this and it's not working. Or I hired this guy and he's not a good coach. Like there's going to be a million things like that, that are going to happen. But know that if you're committed to it, there's a thousand different ways that you can get to the thing that you're committed and to. And commit to enjoying the journey and learn. The lessons are found in the journey, not the end result. 
So that's where the lessons are going to be found. So your journey to surfing right now, you are going to learn so many things about your body, about you, about your mind, about your fears, about all of these things. And it has nothing to do with you riding a wave. Has nothing to do with me riding a wave. I mean, just like going out there today, today was the first day that I was able to feel like I surfed. Like the other ones, I literally felt like, you know, I was like- You stood. I stood and I was like being, like the ocean was throwing me around like a cork in it. You know what I mean? This time I felt like I controlled the wave and I was able to like bend into it for a thousandth of a second. And it felt like all I wanted to do was go back out and catch one more and try that again, get that feeling again. I mean, it's it's one part terrifying because when you're going out with this nine foot board that if you don't hold it the right way and the wave hits you the wrong way, you get hit in the head with that board, which is scary. And then there's this exhilaration when you actually lock in and drop into it that, that it brings you into, into the sand. So um, it's, uh, it, it's, just, it's an incredible experience and uh, I, I recommend it for anybody. All right, on that note, have a great week, everybody. And uh, by the way, if you wanna learn more about our nutrition program, hit Kim up at Kim Murgatroyd on Instagram. Have a great day and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.